Welcome to the Green Zone Podcast, the show that teaches oil and gas executives how to take command of their finances and live in the green. Your host, Jeff Green from Green Financial Group, will be your financial guide, all while giving you a tour of the most beloved and best kept secret spots around Houston, Texas. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Green Zone with Jeff Green and Lauren Smith of Green Financial Group. I'm Patrice Sikora. We all know the stock market doesn't like uncertainty, but that doesn't seem to be much of an issue these days. Jeff, what's going on here? I mean, we're in a recession, but is it a normal recession? You no, know, Patrice, this is not a normal recession. It's not normal, but it, in fact, is the worst recession that we've seen since the Great Depression. Normally, when you see recessions, you see high tax rates, high interest rates. We haven't really seen any of that. This, of course, has been a government induced recession, I guess, if you will. I'm reminding everyone again, back in January and February, you had 273,000 jobs created each month. That's unheard of. And you had wet wages on the rise, retail sales were good, steel production, everything was looking very, very good. And then along comes the pandemic, and then government mandated shutdowns. So this is not a normal recession at all. And in our opinion, anyway, it may be one of the shortest lived recessions. Why is the stock market climbing though? Because lots of people are hurting. There's a lot of reasons for that. And there's, I want to highlight what I believe to be the top three. There's, there's reasons for optimism out there. And one of the reasons you see a lot of the, the numbers that we look at, the very short-term type numbers that we see increasing economic activity, like TSA mm-hmm. numbers. So more people are traveling now. More people are, are traveling through TSA checkpoints. So they count these numbers. And so while it's still very, very low, those numbers are increasing. People, More people are staying in hotels. Seal production is up. Rail traffic is up. These little things give us hope that our economy is starting to start back up again. I mean, you can't just turn this great big economy of ours off and then expect to, you know, just turn it right back on. It takes time for it to get back going. But back to your question, why is there this disconnect? Why does the economy look so bad, but the stock market is beginning to look good? And again, we're recording this. What's the date today? Today's the third. third. June 3rd. So I always like to get the date out because there's a (laughs) turnaround time production and all that. So as of June 3rd, I mean, the market today is up about 400 points or so, according to the Dow. And it's a good day in the market. So why is that happening? Well, for one thing, you have healthcare and technology stocks that have done extremely well through this pandemic and the shutdown. Companies like Zoom. I mean, you look, you think this about this pandemic, the shutdown. What if this happened 20 years ago? What would it look like? What would our economy look like? very, very different. Our healthcare, our biotech, they're able to attack these challenges uh, much more readily than they ever were back then. Zoom, we have Zoom meetings, we're working from home, we're still being able to be productive in certain ways that the technology stocks have allowed us to do. So you've seen technology really lead the way in the stock market. And along with Zoom, you've got things like streaming services, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, all the binge watching. What's the big one out there? Tiger King? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's a single person that hasn't seen Tiger King. (laughs) Um, I'm raising my hand. 
<laughs> uh, I, I was forced to watch it anyway. Uh, that, that was reason one. Reason two is what, what they call the big box companies. That's the Home Depots of the world, the Walmart, Costco, etc. They were allowed to stay open. And while their mom and pop competitors were forced to close, whatever we may think of that, that is the reality of what happened. I'm not a big fan of the mom and pops being forced to close while the big box gets to stay open. But here's the reality. When the Home Depot has no competition or greatly reduced competition, guess what happens? They get more business. They have less competition, more business, more profits, et cetera. So you see companies like that in the stock market doing relatively well. Some of those at least doing relatively well. The stock market, based on at least how we value it, had priced in at its worst time in, the, in March lows, had priced in about an 80% decline in corporate profits. We never saw that. We believe that you're going to see about a 25% decline in corporate profits. And currently, at least as of the close yesterday, anyway, the, the stock market was priced, and this is, I'm talking about the S&P, the S&P priced in about a 40% decline in profits. So by our view, the stock market is still undervalued. That's our opinion of things. Now, do you think that's going to to turn around? Because think of the long-term impact here, the way we are changing the way we shop. The big box stores were open, right? We could go online if we didn't want to go wait in line to get in. And the mom and pops, they were kind of pushed out. Yeah, Patrice, that's a great point. And I think we've been seeing that for some time now. You look at the, you know, all of the, some of the big retailers who have at least maybe not shut down entirely, but shut stores. Macy's comes to mind. Toys R Us comes to mind. JC Penney in that JC Penney. Yep. You know, a lot of these stores that were not able to adapt fast enough and are who are probably cursing Amazon at this point. <laughs> um, the way we shop is without a doubt changing. And it's all and I think that's been changing for some time now. The third thing. And the last point I wanted to make is, is, is at least about the divergence of the stock market to the economy is you have this massive amount of stimulus that the Federal Reserve has pumped into the economy. And I want to make this point because anybody who's come to one of my seminars in the past many, many years, I have been making the argument since this bull market began when I guess the, in, in 08 and we had quantitative easing. We had three different quantitative easings where the Fed was pumping money into the economy, and everybody thought that the market was on a sugar high during this last bull run that we were on. And I would argue that where it was not, because the money that the Fed was so-called pumping into the market never made its way into our economy. And, and I would show this graphically, because I'll give you a quick lesson in economics, M2, money supply. The M2 money supply is the money in motion, money in deposit accounts, checking accounts, the money that we spend, that's M2. All during quantitative easing, M2 grew at the same rate that it had grown for years. It grew at about 6% per year. We saw the divergence in what the stimulus was 
versus what was actually making its way into the money supply, into our economy. We're not seeing that this time. This time, we're seeing the stimulus actually make it into our economy. And the reason we know this is because M2, as of the end of April, is growing at a rate, or April, May, is growing at a rate of about 70% on an annualized basis. So in other words, if M2 continues to grow at this current rate, remember M2, the money in motion, if it continues to grow at this rate for the rest of the year, that's a 70% growth rate in the money supply. So it is making its way into the economy. And that's through PPP, a lot of commercial loans, et cetera. So we're seeing that money come into our economy and the economy opens up. We're going to see it again, get spent. In other words, help grow our economy, help the big box stores, or hopefully the mom and pops out and we're going to see our economy begin to grow. Where was the money going before if it didn't make it into M2? Yeah, the banks held on to it. They did not loan it out. And so it just remained in the banks. And the banks had good reason not to loan it out because they were always going to have to repay that back to the government. So they never loaned that money out. So now you're seeing, again, in the form of PPP and other commercial loans and the, the, the stimulus checks, et cetera, that's all making it into our economy. What about our trade relations? Is that not worrying the market? Look at China. Look at the agricultural issues there. Does it worry me? Yeah. Is it worrying our market? Not not so much, at least mm. not right now. And it could be that there are other issues out there. We are currently going through the riots in our streets, et cetera, again, on June 3rd today. And there's other issues going on out there. These aren't being, these aren't really mainstream type things that we're seeing. But yeah, the tensions with U.S. and China are certainly getting more tense. And then I'm going to go back to your healthcare stocks. What about the threat of a second wave of COVID? Is that going to boost those companies? Well, it depends. We've seen companies that have come out with potential tests, potential vaccines. We've seen them rise enormously in price only to fall back down when you know, it may it didn't work out. So we'll have to wait and see. I, it, it just depends on what the second wave, if there is a second wave, what it looks like. I certainly would not see us shutting things down again. I think we've learned a lot from this particular shutdown, this government mandated shutdown. I don't think that we'll see something like this happen again. I think we'll find other ways to deal with it. Walk into any CVS or drugstore or whatever. I mean, everybody's got these shields up between customer and cashier, mm -hmm. people wearing masks and, you know, all these other th little, little protective things. They don't put salt and pepper shakers down at the restaurants <laughs> anymore. There's all these little things that are happening and changing. Our world is going to change. Our world has changed now because of Corona. With these changes, I don't believe anyway, we will see our economy shut down the way it was shut down this last time. What kind of a recovery do you see? For the economy, I would see a pretty much a U-shaped recovery. For mm -hmm. the stock market, I would see a V-shaped recovery, which we are currently seeing. In order for us not to have a V-shaped recovery, we would have to come back down and really test the market lows again, the March lows. I don't see that happening. 
And the reason I don't see that happening is because we would have to have the same kind of fear that we had back when those March lows were reached. I don't believe that we'll see those kind of, that kind of fear back in the market again. Doesn't mean the market won't pull back. I mean, we've had, we've gained up over 30% in a very short period of time. I mean, this market has recovered tremendously. We're probably due for some sort of pullback in the stock market, but I don't think that we'll see those March lows again, at least on this particular go around. Just hang in there and I continue to tell people support local, go to local restaurants, go to local mm -hmm. shops, go to local, local, local. The big box companies had a, a huge advantage on all the local people. It's time to give the locals a little, little love. Absolutely. Here in the Northeast where I am, it's tough to get your hair cut. Boy, I could, I could use it. <laughs> Lauren, uh, I think she got her nails done. But it was a lot, it was a lot different than normal. What Everyone's was it like? wearing masks, couldn't do nails and feet at the same time because they were trying to keep distance between the workers. Well, I think just getting an appointment for you was a was, That ordeal. was a challenge as well. Yeah. But we're getting, it's getting back to normal, but it's just moving very slowly. Well, our, our hairstylists and barbers up here don't open until the 22nd. This is in New oh, Jersey. No. <laughs> and I am just, I am dying. Good thing this is a podcast, not a video cast. <laughs> we'll start yeah. to know everybody's yeah. true hair color very oh, soon. Oh, it's so true. Thanks, Jeff and Lauren. And to subscribe to The Green Zone with Jeff Green and Lauren Smith of Green Financial Group, use the subscribe button on this page. And you can also share with friends and colleagues using the share button. I'm Patrice Sikora, very shaggy Patrice Sikora. And let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to The Green Zone podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Green Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Green Financial Group is not a registered broker or dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jeff Green is the founder of Green Financial Group and is a registered principal of RJFS. The Green Financial Group is located at 6363 Woodway Drive, Suite 625, Houston, Texas, 77057 and can be reached at 713-244-3030. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse the opinions or services of his guests.